Welcome to the podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. I'm Kristen Stoneking, the senior pastor here. And I'm Brian Adkins, associate pastor. Our mission here is to live out God's love for all. We strengthen our faith as we worship, study, develop a creative, supportive community, and serve others. Our podcast blends a taste of the music that we experience here in worship on Sunday mornings, along with a scripture reading and a message. Good morning. My name is Don Ariel Burl. I am a member here at Epworth. I would tell you guys to read from your pew Bibles, but we're not in the pews. Therefore, I will be doing a reading from the Holy Bible here, the New Revised Standard Version. Okay. This morning, scripture comes from the book of Matthew, and it is Peter's declaration about Jesus. Now, when Jesus came, to the district of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, but others Elijah, and still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he sternly ordered the disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. May the Lord add a blessing to the reader and the hearers of his word.
Well, this isn't Minneapolis. I was supposed to be in Minneapolis this week and next week, along with Randall Miller and Jeffrey Kwan and others from our congregation who were going to the United Methodist General Conference. But like so many other things, General Conference has been postponed until next year. And I confess to you that part of me is okay with not being there. As you probably know, General Conference occurs every four years and it lasts 10 days. United Methodists from all over the globe come together and reconsider our ways of doing things, the stands we are taking on issues, and how we could be more faithful as a church. This General Conference was supposed to be historic. We fully expected that the United Methodist Church would divide into new Methodist expressions, new denominations through the work of this General Conference. And the new church that I expected to be a part of would have been one that had eliminated, finally formalized discrimination against LGBTQ persons by the church. And as much as I long for that day, the part of me that is relieved with not being at General Conference is the part that knows that General Conference can be a battlefield. I remember eight years ago, as I walked through the airport to go to General Conference in Tampa, the words, I take refuge in the Sangha, kept running through my head. In Buddhism, the Sangha is understood as the community and is considered one of the three jewels of refuge. The first jewel of refuge is the Buddha, the great teacher. The second jewel is the Dharma, the path, the way, the discipline. The third jewel of refuge is the Sangha, the community that accepts and enfolds, supports and loves. In times of trouble and stress, Buddhists are supposed to remember and to go to the three jewels of refuge. As much as, as one would hope, as much as I would hope, that going to a worldwide gathering of United Methodists would be an experience of enfolding, of inspiration, of celebration, it usually is not. Debate can be acrimonious, Opportunities to really get to know our siblings from the Ivory Coast, from the Philippines, from the Democratic Republic of Congo are lost in attempts to preserve power. As I walked through the airport eight years ago, it was sad to me that instead of feeling like I was going to take refuge in my community, my Sangha of the worldwide United Methodist Church, instead it felt like I was putting on battle gear. One night back in my hotel room, taking a break from the general conference, I saw a video and I want to share the video with you now. It moved me then and the message still applies to us today. Here it is. Thank 
Kardeşim ben Now don't worry, Epworth isn't being newly sponsored by Procter & Gamble. You don't have to worry about seeing ads in our future worship services. The message in the video implies that the hardest job in the world is being a mother. And I can attest that there's truth in that. But the same could be said for being a Christian especially in environments like general conference that, it, that require our love and equanimity in the midst of battlegrounds, or staying home for seven weeks on end that requires patience and forbearance. The hardest job in the world is the best job in the world. It's moments like these when we are really tested that define us and ask us to remember who and whose we are. In our scripture this morning from Matthew, Jesus is talking with the disciples and asking them to tell him who he is. Some say John the Baptist, they say. But others say you're Elijah. Still others say you are Jeremiah or one of the prophets. No clear definition emerges. Significantly, the disciples are focusing on who others say Jesus is. And Jesus moves on from these definitions. They are only the quoted words of others about him, not the words of those who know him intimately. Not the words he knows to be true for himself. And so he asks them again, But who do you say that I am? It's then that Simon Peter answers for himself and says, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And this is the definition that Jesus himself affirms. But look carefully at the scripture. Jesus doesn't say to Peter, you're right. Instead, Jesus affirms that Peter's knowledge his confession and his proclamation of Jesus' divinity 
is a definition of who Jesus is that comes out of a place of courage, of faith, and of hope. In the midst of a battleground, Peter says, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. As the other disciples showed, other people weren't calling Jesus the Messiah, the son of God. They were defining him as one in a long line of prophets, but not the one who had come to completely transform our lives. But Peter responded to the possibility of a new heaven and a new earth in the living God who was Jesus. And Jesus says to him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my God in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. This is Jesus' proclamation that a community will follow him, affirming the definition of who he is that comes from God alone. He is the Messiah, the Son of the living God. God defines who Jesus is not the limited understandings of the people who don't even know him. And this community that will follow him, this church built on the rock of Peter's proclamation, will have many challenges, described here as the gates of hell. It will be hard work to defend against these forces, but the implications are huge. Faithful work is tantamount to opening the doors of heaven. In fact, faithful work is the same as creating heaven on earth. This is the work of a Christian. This is our work to hold back the forces of evil in this world. Discrimination and hate, brokenness, violence, exploitation, power seeking and power grabbing. And to open the kingdom of heaven, wholeness, love, justice to everyone. The hardest job in the world is the best job in the world. There's so many ways that other people try to define us, to tell us who we are and describe our experience for us. Advertisements in fashion magazines and in other media try to define what it means to be beautiful. Both Republicans and Democrats try to define what it means to be a good American. The General Conference tries to define what it means to be a United Methodist. But Jesus reminds us that our definitions need only come from God, the one who loves us, validates us, and knows us fully in all of our complexity. Today is Mother's Day. There is, of course, a standard definition of mother, the woman who gave birth to you. But the video we just watched expands that definition. A mother is a person who loves us, cares for us, nurtures us, cheers us, suffers our pain even worse sometimes than we do. And of course, because the video was made by Procter & Gamble, we're reminded that mothers also wash our clothes and change our sheets. 
But what the video doesn't say is whether the women who are doing the caring are biological mothers or aunts or grandmothers or foster mothers. If we had believed that, that every woman we saw in that video was a biological mother, we inserted that definition into the video. It wasn't there. Still, the video is only able to give us one glimpse into the definition of a mother. The definition of a mother is so much more complex than a two-minute video could ever convey. When we think of the persons who have been our caretakers, our guides, our champions, our mothers, my guess is that a number of different people come to mind. When we think of these persons, we become aware that gender or marital status or sexual orientation or biological, biological connection bequeath no privilege in conferring the title of mother. Mother is a complex construction, a set of duties and expectations that actually no one person could fulfill alone. So I guess it's lucky that my children have two. Who do you say that I am? Jesus asks. Our culture is so insistent on defining mother as a biological woman who gave birth to you. And yes, that's one definition. The, but the truth is that mother is so much more than that limited definition. Think again about our scripture for today. Jesus doesn't reject the first responses of his disciples when they say that he's John the Baptist or Elijah or Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He just moves on and turns to Peter. In this response, he's acknowledging that though there may be truth in what the disciples are saying, it's limited. Jesus invites us to wrestle with complexity and to do so with courage and faithfulness, listening for God's voice. Is this not what was happening when Jacob wrestled with the angel? As Jacob, the middle-aged father and leader, prepared to return to the brother he had deceived, he struggled with his own self-definition. Who am I? The scoundrel boy or the wiser man? Of course, we know that the answer was and is complex. Sheltering in place has turned out to be, for many, an introspective experience. Have you been asking yourself, who am I? We may be confronted with voices, regrets, insecurities, doubts that want to tell us or suggest to us who we are. But let us not forget that we are part of a church that is the body of Christ on earth. Even in this shelter-in-place time, we've made and procured hundreds of masks delivered to sites in desperate need of them. As part of Consider the Homeless, we've helped respond to the food and health needs of persons who are unhoused. We've prepared a space in the church to welcome migrants recently released from unjust detention. A team of saints has reached out to everyone in the Epworth community by phone or email to pray and just to check on how everyone's doing. Countless runs to the grocery store and pharmacy have been made for those who can't get out. 
We've moved meditation and yoga and prayer online. This is who we are. We are mothers to each other. I'm so grateful that Epworth is my sangha. The hardest job in the world is the best job in the world. But the truth is that though sometimes it is hard, the joy that comes from serving, from being a part of something bigger than ourselves, eclipses what is hard. This is what God asks of us and who we are. Jesus refused to let anyone but God define him. Let us go and do likewise. Happy Mother's Day, Epworth. Amen. You've been listening to the podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. I'm Brian Adkins, Associate Pastor here. We'd love for you to take a next step in growing in faith in this community. If you are here in Berkeley, Epworth's worship is at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings at 1953 Hopkins Street at the corner of Napa and Hopkins. And I'm Senior Pastor Kristen Stoneking. If you connect to our podcast from further away, we would invite you to visit our website, epworthberkeley.org. We'd invite you to keep seeking to grow in faith and to stop by the next time you're in Berkeley. <laughs>